When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the art of buying books and never reading them, pivoting, and is all that you need to do is put in a little effort? Enjoy. Welcome, everybody, to The Age of Jeremy. My name is Jeremy Quintanilla. I am your host of this amazing, amazing show. This is your first time here. My name is Jeremy Quintanilla. I am the owner of 3T Warrior Academy. It's chief financial officer. I'm also the owner of a business called Age of Radio, which we'll be talking about more during our pivoting section. I am also one of the co-founders of uh, Merlin, of the smartest way to track your crypto, and between all of these things, I literally have no time to do anything, but I am trying to bring you amazing content so I can share the things that I'm learning along my journey and also bringing people onto the show to share the great things that they are doing and their content creation that they are a part of. If you don't know about 3 Warrior Academy, go and check out the link in the bio to get a seven-day free trial. You can learn mine and Coach JP's Wealth pillars. Um, You can also uh, get access to our 120-day challenge to get your life together. And we are also implementing uh, indexed universal life insurance. People call it leverage life insurance, cash value life insurance, Um, uh, but it's indexed universal life insurance. Um, So uh, to learn more about that and to be part of our team with that, you have to be a part of the 3T Warrior Academy. So join that seven-day free trial. Find out what it is all about so you too can get your shit together because we are living in the greatest time in human history, as we like to say inside of the Academy. And I like to say on all my social media platforms, if you aren't following me, you can follow me on Twitter at Age of Jeremy. You can follow me at TikTok at Age of Jeremy. You can follow me on Facebook at Age of Jeremy. You can also check out Age of Radio on Twitter at Age of Radio. You can check out Age of Radio on Instagram at Age of Radioverse. Um, and if you want to be part of our Age of Radio community, you can go head on over to Facebook, join our um, free Facebook group, Age of Radio. And um, if you can figure out how to join our podcast network, I will leave it at that now because we aren't pushing that as of yet, but we are getting really close to starting pushing, growing our 
podcast network again. We have over 100 podcasts. You can hear clips of them if you follow us on Twitter, again, at Age of Radio, over Age of Radio. And you can also check them out on Instagram at Age of Radio. So there should be some links in the bio for all of that stuff. I know that we have a lot of stuff going on. And the last one is Merlin. That's the smartest way to track your crypto. It's a crypto aggregator. It lets you see all of your coins in one place. You can also put an exit strategy in and get notified when your targets are hit. So you can go on the exchange to sell. It is not a coin. It is not a cryptocurrency exchange. It's not a cryptocurrency wallet. So we are a dashboard working where you can see all of your coins all in one place. So go check that out um, at get Merlin. Well, it's MerlinCrypto.com and our Twitter handle is at um, get Merlin crypto. So go check that out. All right. The first thing I want to talk about is something that I have been doing ridiculously a lot lately. And that is because I want to have this massive library. I want it to be a family library where people can come in and check out books for their part of their family, maybe rent that stuff out to the public, collect books, collect special books where people can see them. Um, and so without having any formal plan in action for that, I've just been buying all kinds of books for things that I am personally interested um, as part of my personal collection that will be a part of this library because it's going to be my own special library. But that being said, there is a fun Japanese word that I wanted to talk about called Sundoku. Um, I am always in the habit of trying to learn Japanese. Um, but I actually came across this because I was trying to figure out how to do some uh, YouTube videos. And I came across this um, young man. I think he's a he's a philosopher by um, uh, education. I think he's going into academia, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember what YouTube channel it was. But he essentially talked about this word. And then I just became obsessed, not obsessed with it. I just went and looked it up and kept an article. So one day I could talk about it. And I think I've talked about it before on here, but I wanted to bring it up again because I've been buying so many books. I have bought in the last couple of months, the birds of Arizona field guide in color, a brief history of Japan, Ray Dalio's guided journal. I have bought like three or four Japanese murder mystery novels. I bought this book called attention span. I have bought, and I started kind of putting them back on the bookshelf, not reading them because they were all, all over the floor in here, which was ridiculous. I mean, I got one Q84. Um, uh, I see a lot of Japanese murder mystery novels up there. Um, Study Like a Champ. Um, I think there was like 40 or 50 or 60 or 70 books. There's like a whole big ass book of essay books just on essay books of essays. That people have written. How am I ever going to possibly read all this? Well, I'll probably read it throughout life and throughout time. Because even after I do this podcast right now, um, I'm recording this on June 18th. You'll hear it on June 20th. Um, and these will probably get further and further out as I do better at them. Um, and I want to touch on that in a second. But so let's talk about Sunduku, Sunduku, Sundoku, the art of buying books and never reading them. Um, there's a link to this article in the uh, episode description. So do you have a habit of picking up books that you never quite get around to reading? If this sounds like you, you might be unwittingly engaging in Sundoku, a Japanese term you describe who, which is used to describe a person who owns a lot of unread literature. Now, so you have to own a, a lot of unread literature. I own a lot of read literature. In fact, more of my books are read than they are not not read. Um, and there are more books that are partially read, not fully read, um, than there are of unread books. But point being is that the Japanese term of sondoku is used to describe a person who owns a lot of unread literature. Now, a professor, Andrew Gersel, 
Gersel. Gersel. If you ever hear this, Professor Andrew, I am so sorry. I'm sure you will never hear this podcast episode, but you never know. Uh, teaches pre-modern Japanese texts at the University of London. That is hoity-toity he um, explained to the bbc because apparently this is a bbc article um the bbc term might be older than we think can be found in print as early as 1879 meaning it was likely in use before that the word doku can be used as a verb to mean reading so according to professor gersel the sun in sundoku originates in sumu a word meaning to pile up so your pile up reading is essentially what it means so when put together sundoku has the meaning of buying reading material and piling it up the phrase sundoku sensei appears in text from 1879 according to the writer mori senzo professor gersel explained which is likely to be satirical about a teacher who has a lot of books but doesn't read them while this might sound like sundoku is being used as an insult professor gersel said that the word does not carry any stigma in japan so i guess you can go around calling everybody sundokus and that's all that there is to this article i thought that there was going to be oh no hold on here we go does it only work for books there's more to the article there is just a crap load of advertisements in the middle of it um so strictly speaking the word doku does mean reading so sundoku should probably only be used when discussing literature but you might not be surprised to know some people have applied the term to other aspects of their lives. In a popular post on Reddit's community dedicated to books, people discussed how this term could explain their relationship with films, television shows, and even clothing. One of the most popular interpretations concerning video or concerned video games, with various people referencing their vast untouched software libraries, that's also me, on game distribution platforms like Steam. If you haven't checked out Steam, go check out Steam. Um, and some people even joked the service should rename their annual week of discounting the steam sundoku sale uh so anyway so essentially if you buy a lot of something that you don't use you are participating in sundoku according to how people are referencing this in this article um so that being said if you do collect stuff don't make don't make yourself feel bad about it don't hoard stuff buy it if you uh, I don't know if you, if you have the ability to buy and read them, I would buy and read them. Um, one thing that I do see a lot of that I have no idea how people do this. So I'm guessing that they bought books to do this, but I could be a hundred percent wrong is when they have a, uh, when they have a shelf and that shelf is color coded by books. Cause I'm looking at my bookshelf right now. And the most common color is black because I love penguin classics. I love penguin, the book company. Um, and because of that, I buy lots of penguin classics. So I think that my whole shelf would be black, but how I have no idea how many people, how people get all of these sorts of these different colors. But that being said, there is some really cool espionage and murder mystery re-releases coming out from penguin press. Um, pulling up the Twitter. Nope. This is not Twitter. Uh, this is Instagram. I'm pulling up the Instagram right now, and I am on the wrong Penguin Books Instagram. It's the UK one, and that is probably no, it's not. It's on this one. No, it's not on this. Where did it go? Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! It's got to be one of these, y'all. Yeah. Oh. All right, well, I can't find it. But if you go to, oh, there it is. Okay, so Penguins, Modern Classics, Crime and Espionage, they are all in green. They're beautiful. I'm going to buy all eight of them. I'm super, super stoked about them. I'm hoping that they can give them as a set. I've asked Penguin Books on here twice. I said, Penguin Books, 
are you selling these as a set? Because I would buy them as a set in a freaking heartbeat, even if it was like $100, because I'm assuming each book's about $10. So it would probably be about $100 or so. Oh, well. So that's Sundoku. So don't feel bad if you do it. Do more of it. Collect books, read books. Knowledge is power. Knowledge keeps you, education and knowledge keep you from being um, oppressed by the government, oppressed by the capitalists, oppressed from anybody. That's why knowledge is super, 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 super important. And Che Guevara, he would always teach everybody how to write, how to read and math. So they were less likely to be taken advantage of. And that is the power of knowledge and education. So let's pivot from this conversation to talk about pivoting. When you are starting a business, it is very feasible that you are trying different things because you're needing to make money, Um, especially if you're doing it in an online space. There are all kinds of crazy ass things out there in the online space that you can buy that'll teach you how to make money, like to do dropship, how to do Shopify, um, how to make a course, how to write blog posts, how to do podcasts, all kinds of stuff. And so when you're doing that, if you leave your paying job and you're trying to become a content creator or you're trying to get this type of business going, it takes a lot of time. Um, Gary Vaynerchuk, I like to use as a perfect example. He started in 2007-ish, 2006, and people just started to know who the hell he was really, really in 2000. And I want to say 17, 18, 19, 20, and it keeps going. I mean, if you think about that, that's 13 years. It took him 13 years to get where he was going. And that was with him making content on a continuous basis. So if he was making content on a continuous basis, and it took him about 13 years plus, 13 plus years to get to where he's at now, about 15 years, I mean, you have to put in a lot of work when it comes into this this game. And so when you're doing that, you have to make a lot of pivoting. There's lots of things that I've tried, things that I'll still be trying. Um, And you also have to decide what it is that you are trying to accomplish when you are making the content or your work doing the business. And there's a defining moment in our history of 3T Warrior Academy where Kevin and John, uh, they were talking about, are we an academy? Are we a fitness company? And Tom comes in, I think it's for CJV's birthday, and he brings in this warrior helmet. And then that's when John made the decision that we we're going to be a warrior academy. And and we continue, and I chose chose to buy into that idea and kept going with it. And we've built 3T Warrior Academy into a seven-figure company. Um, and so a lot of that has to do with the, the products and services that we offer. A lot of that has to do with because of John's personality. Um, there's little bits of pieces that all have made that continuously happen. And so do I think that you can do it exactly how we did? No. Do I think that you can do it? Yes. Do I think that you can do it in five, 10 years? Yes. Do you think you can do it in 15, 20 years? Absolutely. Do I think you can do it in 20, 35, 40 years? Absolutely. There is always time if you are continuously doing thing that you're trying to do, but sometimes you have to make pivots to see if something else works. So one of the things that I encourage you to do right this moment is go to our Instagram for Age of Radio. It's at Age of Radioverse on Twitter. It's at Age of Radio, um, and and be a part of that because that's something that we are working on right now with Age of Radio's pivoting a little bit. Because one of the things that goes podcasting is like a geek thing, okay. And, and I mean that in, in a hundred percent utmost respect is that people like me 
are the people that you would traditionally think would be podcasting. I'm a geek. I'm a nerd. I like talking about nerdy, geeky stuff, whatever that is. It could be from quilting to tarot to, I don't quilt, but I'm using that as an example, but from tarot to magic to games to board games to backgammon to just stuff that we like to talk about. We're tech, you know, I'm a millennial. I'm an older millennial, but I'm still a millennial. And, um, I love tech. Uh, it's been a part of my life. Are there things that I do better than some and less than others? Absolutely. Um, and so when I think about that, I think about affinity, which are like like-minded individuals or like categories of things or ideas that go together. And one of the things that I've noticed about native radio is while there are podcasts like the Motivation Health and Life podcast, while there's podcasts like Good Morning Crypto, while there's podcasts like this podcast, a lot of the people that about podcasts, they're movie buffs. They're comic buffs, they're geeks, they're nerds, they're sports geeks, they're all of these things. And so what I realized was that creation and indie creation was is one of the most important things about Age of Radio, because that's kind of where it all started. It was about indie creators coming together to form a community to be able to promote and grow their podcasts and hopefully eventually make revenue off of it, or to some extent get big enough and they can go off and do their own thing. And with me and time and energy, it sometimes has not always worked that way for me. And so because of having having not enough time and energy and resources to put into it, but I'll always keep it going because it's something that I believe it's something that I love because I'm fine with pivoting and moving and growing and changing. I can continue continuously make it into what I want to see it. And so one of those things that I'm changing is right now we're going down an indie news um, pivot. And so what I mean by that is if you go to our age of radio Twitter, you can see that I've chosen to make uh, a few, few big changes. The biggest change that I made was getting more content out there and the way to get more and more content about the podcast. So, um, thanks to artificial intelligence with headliner, we're able to have auto clips being made of all the podcasts. And then Ruthie who works for me and our accounts payable or assistance, or she works for me at age of radio. She essentially goes into there. She takes all of the, the headliners because they have a certain format and then she feeds them out and that can get us more content out a day. So we went from doing hardly is, you know, five to 15, posts a week to now we're up to 25 or 30 posts a week just on those podcast clips. And then I'm trying to, because of the people that already follow us on Age Radio and a lot of the people that listen to the podcast are on Age Radio um, and the totality, they have an affinity for gaming, for comics, for you know classic films, for movies, for B-movies, for all of that stuff, more independent stuff. I'm going after independent gaming right now, moving to independent board gaming, independent movies, and really focusing on that in indie news content going out into the public so that we can help these people grow. And so that's the first strategy. The greater, the better part about the second strategy is that as I gain more money, I'll be able to, um, uh, either compete with some of these indie content creators or buy out some of those indie content creators. And so no one quotes me on this specific podcast on that, but essentially that would be the idea, right? Is that we go into more of the indie content creation. Um, they will eventually, we will eventually be going into those areas as we get more money, as I get more money and I can put more resources into it. But, but one of the things that we're pivoting for is focusing on news about content creation and indie creation. And if you have a business you have to look at your audience is going to tell you who they are, 
right? And when you start to really deep dive and look at who your audience is, it'll give you ideas on how to grow that audience, provide content for the audience. And then as you create products and services that you can sell, you can tailor those products and services to unmet needs that those customers would want to buy. And that's why this conversation is important and why pivoting is important is because you always want to be looking at what's happening and always want to look at how you can make it better. And you pivot, you make a plan, you move forward, you assess it. And if you need to, you pivot again, make a plan, go forward and, or make a plan, pivot and go forward, however you want to look at it. Um, And so that is the key to entrepreneurship. And one of the things that we have done continuously, not only in Age of Radio, not only in 3T Warrior Academy, um, But in any business that I've been a part of, that is a core um, aspect of it is doing what you're trying to do, looking at it, making a plan, sticking to that plan, going full force with the plan, reassessing that plan, seeing if you need to pivot, make the change that you need to do and continue in that. And that is how you can eventually get something to start working. And that is how you can get your business off the ground. We will be right back after these messages. I don't know why I said it like that, but here they are. I am fascinated by successful entrepreneurs. That is actually not true. I'm actually not fascinated by successful entrepreneurs, which I think is one of the things that um, sets me apart from a lot of the people that I know and um, am around. I'm fascinated by academia. Um, And then I'm also fascinated by wealthy families, and I'm super fascinated by wealthy families that are also a part of academia. Um, But that being said, one of the things that I grew up on and talked about and have done for a long time is the, the grind culture of working as much as physically possible. Now, I don't want to give mixed signals here. I will work as much as I need to to make sure that my dreams get into reality. But you also have to make sure that you are recouping some of your, you're sharpening your skill. And if you don't know what sharpening your skill is essentially, and I don't have it right in front of me, but it is like focusing on your mental health, your physical health, your social health. Um, and there's one more mental health, physical health, social health, and one more thing. And, and the point is, is that if you let those things get dull and you're not as sharp, that's why I called sharpening the saw as you otherwise would be. Um, and so I branded the year of 2023 through probably 2026, <laughs> my year of efficiency, um, just because efficiency is all is needs to be at the top of mind. And there's so many more things as new technologies come out that we need to learn to be efficient. And so even though this is my year of efficiency, efficiency got pushed to the wayside in the past because of the fact that I my mindset was I'm just going to work harder. But if you're if you're not being efficient and you're weapon or saw is dull, then you are not going to be as productive. And so I somehow came, I don't know what I was specifically thinking about, but I started thinking about Mark Cuban for some reason. And I want, no, I started thinking about like, what are there any entrepreneurs that I can find in social media, in social media, in the web that work less, but still accomplish a lot. And Mark Cuban actually came up in this. Mark Cuban, who is worth around, according to this article, which you can find in the um, episode description, Mark Cuban is worth $4.6 billion. um, And he's also the owner of the Dallas Mavericks. If you don't know him, he is the owner of the Dallas Mavericks. And I, I don't know. I don't think he's the owner of the WNBA team for Dallas. Why can't I think of their name? The... 
Maybe they don't have one. Maybe I'm thinking of a different team. Actually, I'm going to look this up because hold on, because WNBA is really important. Uh, mainly, I just like basketball, so I will watch any type of basketball whatsoever. But um, let me see this. Dallas uh, WNBA team. It is. I don't know why. The Dallas Wings. Woo! Dallas Wings, and they're owned by... Were they owned by ownership bill cam yeah they're not uh they're not owned by mark cuban anyways that's what i thought um anyway so the dallas wings and um so oh yeah because <laughs> oh man so the phoenix mercury went to play the dallas wings and i think it was in dallas where what's his name that fucking fucking um that youtube personality was going after Brittany. um uh Brittany about being in the um being in russia um and he was he wasn't doing he was just being annoying like i think it was still harassment in my opinion um and if you don't know who i'm talking about i'm talking about um uh, uh britney griner and so she is a uh professional basketball player for the phoenix mercury um and she ended up going to she got caught i think it was marijuana what went to russia so you probably know about that part where she got caught with the the marijuana and we ended up trading her for someone important in russian i don't know in russia um and so you can go look up the article you can go look it up i'm not going to go into it too much here um mainly because i forgot most of the main details about the story um anyways and so mark cuban um so he has this he, he works about six hours a day um and so i was thinking okay well what is it what how does his day work and i, I kind of I, I don't know how people quantify their work because so for me when i say that i work like 10 or 11 or 12 or 13 or 14 hours a day that does not include any research that i do it does not include working out. It does not include religious stuff. It does not include anything but actual physical moving tasks forward. Um, moving tasks forward, essentially. And so, so I don't know if like what, how people quantify, how people like measure that or what they mean when they say it, I guess I, I should say. And so when I say it, that's what I mean. So if I say that I worked uh, 15 or 12 hours, that means I worked from eight in the morning till, um, eight at night. And then I did other stuff. It does not include my, you know, my personal working out or anything like that. Okay. And so, so the point of that is that when he says he works only six hours, you know, it, when I look at this, there are things that he breaks throughout his day, but it looks like when he's doing tasks, full things, it's only about that six to seven hours a day. Um, but he has this quote in this article um, where he says, one thing we can all control is effort. And that's so powerful to me because that's what we can control is our effort. And to me, that's about being more efficient. So if you put in the time to become an expert in whatever you're doing, it will give you an advantage because most people don't do this. And so, so you want to be, you want to put in the effort where it needs to be. And you want to be putting yourself in a place where you can have advantage over the people 
that are in your industry or people that are your competitors. And so one of the ways that you can do that is through, you know, gaining expertise and in knowledge, sharing that knowledge and expertise, because when you actually share the knowledge and the expertise, that's when you can get a real good sense of whether or not you truly understand what it is that you're talking about. For instance, the Brittany Griner thing. Um, I didn't have all the facts straight into that specific situation because I don't re- didn't know all of it, right? And so when you're sharing that, that's when you can really know how much you know about something. And so here's the breakdown of how they looked at Mark Cuban's daily routine. So he wakes up at a reasonable time. So it says he's uh, he wakes up around 6.30 a.m. and he um, starts off the day running, okay? Um, most people assume that billionaires wake up ridiculously early because that's the narrative that we try to push. And I think sometimes that's the narrative that wealthy people try to say that they do. Okay. I wake up around six thirty, seven o'clock every day. Um, and the first thing that I do is I just get out of bed and I have coffee and I start my day. Um, I th- think that there are some benefits to doing religious stuff in the morning. Um, which I probably am going to be practicing. Most of my religious stuff I do in the evening. Today's Sunday when I'm recording this, I did about an hour of meditation and some chanting, sutra chanting, um, between 4 and 5.30 before we did our Merlin Twitter spaces. Remember, go to at GetMerlinCrypto on Twitter to make sure that you don't miss out on those bad boys. Um, And so... Um, so there's that. So he wakes up at a reasonable time. He checks his emails. Um, Mark Cuban seems to be very email centric. Um, I will say, um, and I knew this before that, not because I know him, because I've read some stuff about that. So he checks his emails at this time, then he checks them in the evening because to him, making sure that he's up to date on what's going on and making sure that he's getting those responses is super, super important. Um, and so that's something that I've actually changed recently. I used to not check my emails until the evening time or towards bed. Um, I've moved it to checking them first thing in the morning um uh, just to make sure that the reason being is because you can get those people to be doing the things that you need to be doing them to be doing throughout the day and hopefully you don't have to come back to those things um but um also too i think the emails is important is because um now sometimes this gets out of hand but you can use emails to make sure that important information is to getting up to you know to you from the other people that are in your organization or your team members or whatever and when you're looking through those and reading them and i i can read faster than a lot of people and i can brief brief fast stuff but my point is is if you take the time to read those and understand you'll have a better understanding of what is going on holistically within your organization but it does take a lot of energy time and effort um then he plays some sports it says um <laughs> so i don't know if he counts that as part of his actual work i wouldn't count that i would count that as like a break um or i would say or i would add that into my 12-hour day Right. So like if I added that in, then my days are usually about 14 or 15 hours every day. Right. Then he reads some books. He says he reads everything I can. Uh, he said in an interview with the CNBC, he doesn't care what the source is. He reportedly spends several hours reading each day. Most of the time, it's nonfiction books about business, but he's been known to nabble in other genres as well. Um, I would say to do business books are boring um, to me for a lot of reasons one because i did have an mba so i spent a lot of time reading business textbooks um i think there's some benefit in reading books based off of what it is that you're trying to learn so if you have something that you're trying to learn and you need to know more about it that's where i spend a lot of my energy on books like if i need to know more about c sharp so i can better understand it when i'm talking to the developers i'll buy a c sharp book so i can read it 
am I personally trying to learn how to do C sharp? Yes. But let's say it's another language then no, or database management or anything. The reason why those things are good is because it helps you make, be able to make better decisions based off of it is what other people are doing. And so to have a broad range of knowledge in those areas is very beneficial. Um, do I say that I read several hours a day? Absolutely not. I don't, because most of my workday is task oriented, I don't get to read as much as I would like. Um, I also try to read for the YouTube channel that I have. So go check that out at Age of Jeremy. But that being said, I don't get to read as much as I would like. Um, I did read a little bit this morning, the art newspaper for a couple of hours while I had my coffee. Um, and so there are some benefits to, again, benefits to having set time that you read so that you can make sure that you're getting through it and reading it. Then it says he relaxes, relaxes and recharges. He'll take a nap and do some other stuff. So I don't know exactly what he does throughout the day, specifically based off of this article. But I think the point is more of the point of what I'm trying to get at is you don't have to work eight hours a day. You don't have to work 15 hours a day. You don't have to work. It's, it's all depend to, to make yourself successful. It's all dependent you need to work at the effort that you need to work at to get to where you're wanting to go. One of the things that he does, I think he does have that he says that I do actually kind of agree with and inspires me is that work as if someone is trying to take everything from you or take your job from you or take your businesses from you or whatever that case is. Um, I don't think that you need to be paranoid about stuff, but I think that the benefit is that if you work that way, then you'll need to put in the effort when you need to put in the effort. And then you will know not to put in the effort when you don't need to put in the effort. And then you will have a base effort level. So what I mean by that is you should have a base effort level of what you're trying to do on a regular basis. So if I know that on these days, I need to get these things done, I have that as a base level. And then you sprinkle in the other things that are important throughout the week. And sometimes that means that you need to work 15 hours a day. Sometimes it means that you need to drink three hours a day. Um, again, if your job isn't dependent on, a, if it's not a time constrained job, you can have the ability to do that. And so, so do I find having my, being able to make my own schedule, do whatever I want, not answering to anybody? Um, do I find that it is easier to, um, it, it's, do I find that it's easier to do six hour days? No, I find that it's easy to make the days that I need them to be based off of what I need to have happen. And that's why I think that the effort thing is so important because you can choose how far and intimate and not intimate, how much you would like to exert and what the things are that you're trying to accomplish. And so you are the one that needs to decide that. But I will say the more that you push into it, the more that you will achieve and the more that you will do. Um, but if you look at him, you know, he did he did have a good buyout and he did buy the Dallas Mavericks for smart. And he grew the Dallas Mavericks. Um, will you have four point six billion dollars in net worth? Uh, probably. Will you maybe need to work harder than him? Maybe. Um, but the point is, is that if you put in the effort. And you know that you're doing your best and you're putting in your effort and you're doing the right things and you're moving it forward, then you're doing a damn good job and you should be proud of yourself. So remember, be thankful, grateful, and kind, and we will talk with you next time. Bye.
Thank you so much for listening to The Age of Jeremy. If you liked this podcast, make sure that you give it a five-star rating if your podcatcher allows you to. And if you're not subscribed to the podcast, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast so you are notified when it goes live in your podcatcher. That being said, the opening song was Brave Faces. Everyone by a band I love called Spanish Love Songs. The closing song is Illuminati Hotties, a band I also love. And their song is Threatening Each Other Recapitalism. We are not sponsored by these brands, but we do use them because we do love them. I'm using a Zoom L8 to record. I'm using Neumann microphones. I record with Steinberg's Cubase, and I use Waves plugins. Remember, one last time, be thankful, grateful, and kind. <laughs>